You're listening to Rust Belt Running. Running is what makes me realize that, like, I'm a human being who is worth something. That is not a good measurement of my value as a human. We get between eight and 10,000 additional comments, and I read every one of them. So you had to run Sand Run for your first. You become race director and take it out. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's got to be old guy naked in the locker room. I, I get to spend time with my friend Adam. I get to do something with my friend. Right now, I'm not thinking much beyond what I'm going to be drinking next week at this time. Coleslaw on a taco is not taco, it's barbecue. And so we'll be discussing tonight with some occasional swear words from Andrew because he's upset. And that's okay. I know him as the biggest Kid Rock fan around. You rap that. <laughs> oh, dear God. You're listening to Rust Belt Running. I'm Adam Wheeler. You can find me on social media at Wheels Up in CLE. Joined as I always am by Andrew Hedinger. You can find him on social media at Andrew Runs A Lot. If you want to find the podcast on social media, you can find us at Rust Belt Running. Before we go any further, let's take a quick break to tell you a little bit about what we do with run coaching. Adam, why don't you tell us about it? It's personalized run coaching. It takes into account the schedule that you have to get your runs in, the goals that you have, as well as the base that you come to us with. You talk to us about what it is you want to be doing, the time that you have to do it, and we come up with a personalized plan that fits your needs, works on you towards your goals, and helps provide a bird's eye view on your training to make sure that you don't plateau, to make sure that you're doing the correct training that's appropriate for you, and to get you showing up on race day confidence that you're going to be ready to hit your race goals. So to learn more about how we can help you hit your race goals, go to rustbeltrunning.com. There you can find out about our different levels and coaching, find out more about us as runners and coaches, or you can support the show with buying merch, a sweatshirt, a patch that you can iron on to your singlet for that race that you're running soon. Maybe you don't want people knowing that you listen to us, but regardless, support the show. But for now, sit back and enjoy the rest of this episode. Andrew, how you doing today, man? Dude, besides the fact that the real feel is like in the teens and you all know my thoughts on winter and winter running. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm great. Besides that, uh, Christmas shopping is pretty much done. Same. Uh, except for some odds and ends uh, here and there, you know, little things for some of the um, like nieces and nephews and stuff, but that, that's yep. pretty simple shopping for the most part. Nothing a pack of Pokemon cards and a Fortnite gift card can't cover. So, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm good. It's a, it's a good time of year. It's a, uh, yeah. How you doing? I'm good. You know, it's, it's funny that you brought up the, uh, the whole weather situation because, just before we got on here, as I was successfully concluding a little business, uh, I was <laughs> saw on my phone that Steve Magnus had just posted about uh, how like 90% of the battle can be just getting out the door, that you don't always have motivation and sometimes you need to get out the door. And I shared that to our story and captioned it with something related to the fact that now that there's snow on the ground, a useful reminder, because I'm looking out my window at the snow and, <sighs> you, you know, I don't like summer training but I don't like winter training either. I just want fall permanently and looking at the snow and thinking about what Boston training is going to look like. And uh, It's so it. funny. 
at work uh, this week, especially yesterday, as it started to get colder, you know, and it's just you're and it's starting to get wet and yeah, um, it's that it's, cold that uh, goes right through you. Yeah, even though it's you know it's been relatively mild, it stayed in the 30s for the most part. But there's mm-hmm. been some days that it's like yeah, no, um, yeah. But we're we're talking about it, and I'm like, you you will never hear me complain over the summer that it's hot. No, and uh, they they're like, but I'll complain all the time that it's cold. And this one dude's like, you're right. I never heard you say anything about it being hot. It's never. I, I and it's the same goes with running. I I won't complain that it's hot. I there are days the heat beats me. There's no. Oh doubt, yeah. But I'm yeah. not gonna. I I don't complain about it. I I would give I would give anything to. Uh, to, to be in that heat. So I, I guess, uh, you know, and this year, a lot of success in the fall was made in the heat. And, yeah. you know, we talk about that a lot. And, you know, some of it was just that getting out the door the same way, because there were time there are times where it's like, this is going to be rough. Yes. <laughs> this is going to be real rough. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it is about lacing up the shoes and getting out the door. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I think sometimes in the winter, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, because I do a little more gym um, workouts, which I'm going to uh, be doing after uh, we record here. I'm going to go to the gym. I, I think it's easier to go to the gym and run on the treadmill than it is to go outside sometimes, because the investment of putting on your shoes, packing yeah. a bag and getting in your car is easy. And by the time you're in your car and you're headed to the gym, you're fully committed. <laughs> you haven't started yeah. any of the um, deluge at this point. So um, I think that's where some of the, I don't want to say ease, but mentally it just works for me. Um, yeah, but no, because uh, getting out in this, no, I'm good. Hard. No, that's, that's a legit thing. There's a, an author named James Clear who writes a lot about habits And in his book, Atomic Habits, one of the suggestions he makes for people that want to go to the gym but really struggle with the whole mental investments of taking the time to do it, his his idea is, listen, lace up your sneakers, put on your clothes, go to the gym. He goes, you don't have to actually like physically do anything in the gym. Just go to the gym and walk in and put stuff in your locker. And he goes, as crazy as that sounds, if you decide that that is going to be all that you're going to do for the day, by the time you get there, You've gained enough momentum where it's like, well, I'm here. I might as well do something as opposed to like just staying at home being like, well, if I just sit here on my couch and I'm comfortable, I I really don't have to go do anything. And so it's like it's getting over that little bit of uh, just get your stuff on and go. And once you're there, like you're going to want to do it. And I I feel the same way about winter running. There's a lot of times where I will get out later than I want to. Because I'm looking outside and then I'll hear the wind whip by and I'm like, oh, God, that just doesn't sound like it's going to be fun at all. And I finally get out there and I start running and after the first mile goes by, I'm like, you know what? This isn't really that bad. This is stupid. I wasted an hour staring outside the window just dreading this. And now that I'm out here and doing it, it's okay. Um, I'm also not yet at that point where I truly hate winter because it's festive. You know, it's I went to a Cleveland Orchestra Christmas concert last night we're recording this on saturday so i went last night christmas is coming later this week so i don't mind the cold and the snow right now because that's whole that's part of the whole thing once the calendar flips and we get into january and then it's that long gray cold slog into march 
that's where like my spirits just they plummet man they go down there's there's nothing redeeming about those three months because there's not really much to look forward to in ohio spring might happen in march and it might happen in june you really don't know and so it's just that dread of like not knowing what's coming and i'm hoping this winter we at least get a little bit of a reprieve where we get the occasional like hey it's a 50 degree day in january because last year or i guess early this year we didn't get that ever we just got consistent cold and snow for about two months and it was oh it was god awful and it was ice and then yeah it rained and then it melted and rained and then my basement flooded oh that's right Uh, your your early your early (laughs) your early part of the year was just one dick punch after another let's not do that again um so uh, (laughs) let's Yeah, no, let's not. Um, we don't need so to. So th- this year, uh, and as and as a whole, you know, yeah, it did. It was as you said, one dick punch after the other. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I don't want to. You know, we've talked a lot about it, especially recently with me, um, in, in in Columbus. You know, being just two months ago. I tell you what. I last night I was, I was drinking a, um, I was drinking a bottle of wine. <laughs> And, um, and I was thinking about this episode and okay. When I say bottle of wine, I, we were given bottles of wine at a work Christmas party, uh, last week. It's, it's a two glasser. So, um, okay. It wasn't really that bad. So there was room for beer afterwards, Um, (laughs) but I, I'm, I was sitting drinking wine and I was, um, I was looking at, I just was looking at photos from Columbus, um, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking about this episode and I loved and adored any feeling, any adjective that describes love in any way, shape or form and happiness and joy. That's what I still feel when I look at photos from that day Mm -hmm. and I can picture where I was and who, who was taking the photo because most of them are from friends. Like I, I yeah. remember seeing Chris Gutierrez and you know, that was the first time I'd seen Chris in person was um, yeah. about miles, about the 10 K mark uh, was the first time I'd seen Chris in person. And I, I, you know, I gave him a big finger point and a smile. I was uh, in a good space. And I like, I remember that like it was yesterday and I was just like, I was just really happy. And, uh, it's, I, I, I look for that again, but I don't know that anything will match what that Columbus gave me. Cause yeah, just the feeling that I still get two months later, um, yeah. going through photos of that, uh, that day. Um, and that was a, that was a whole lot of fun, but yeah, you know, that was just two months ago. So I don't want to like rehash everything we talked about a month and a half ago. Right. Um, everybody knows I had my tonsils out this year. That sucked. Um, you know, uh, I, yeah, there was a lot of shit that went on that, you know, made this year really, really trying and painful, but there was a lot of good stuff. And, uh, you know, I mean, we, we started a freaking business, man. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's getting, getting it going. I mean, we, we have athletes, but, you know, getting it going to a point where, you know, you and I didn't just take on extra responsibility for, you know, almost nothing is it's tough. Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like where I'm at and running right now, which is, 
you know, I know you're not a big Seinfeld fan, but there's an episode where um, Elaine and David Putty are trying to break up and they keep getting back together. And uh, it'll be like the smallest thing brings them back together. And Jerry tells her ending a relationship is like tipping over a pop machine. You can't do it all in one push. You got to rock it back and forth a little bit to get it going. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what getting back into running during an off season is like. Um, and yeah. that's kind of what like starting a business is like oh, too. It's kind God, of, yeah. it's that same persistence you have to have to start because yeah. you can't just get it going. You can't just be, all right, I'm ready to go. I mean, I can't tell you. I've been really good on Mondays and Tuesdays getting workouts in. I'm like, all right, this is going to be the week that I put it together. Right. And then, and then I take a day off and then, you know, I have a Christmas party for work, another Christmas party for work on Thursday. And then yesterday I was like, man, this was a really busy week. I just want to, and it's cold out and it's dark yeah. at four 45. Like I just want to sit at home and drink. <laughs> like it's Friday. Like that's what I want to do. Man. And so that's what I ended up doing instead of, you know, going to the gym because there is a season for it, but I'm in that, that rocking phase. Still. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but we're in that with the business too. So I don't I'm, know. I'm so happy that I'm so happy you just said that because I'm, I'm obviously further along with my training than you are. My, my actual 16 week program starts the day after Christmas. So I'm polishing off my base building phase and I've been, consistent. I haven't been as consistent as I've wanted to be, but I've been consistent. But I had one of those weeks too, where um, I, I had my week of culture. I do like two culture things all year. And I did them both this week. I did the concert yesterday. I went to see Hamilton Tuesday and that was a kick-ass performance. Holy hell. I'm not a theater guy at all, but that was amazing to see live. But then I've got a work Christmas party on Sunday and I'm having some people over after that Sunday night in my apartment. Like I'm looking at it now because I just spent all yesterday cleaning. My apartment looked like a bomb had gone off in it. So I had to get that done. Um, I needed to cook something because it's a potluck. And I got done yesterday. I'm like, man, I was supposed to run 13 miles. I have no idea how I'm fitting that in. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and wing it and get in what I can get in. But I've had that happen a lot. I've had to finish Christmas, uh, Christmas shopping. Uh, my sister's coming up and when my sister comes up with my brother-in-law and my nephews, both families are up here. It's not like one of those where one family's in one area of the country and another family's in the other area. So you get them all to yourself. They come up and they're splitting time between both families. So I think this upcoming week schedule has already changed five times because they were getting in one day. Now they're getting in later. And that means they got to shift this around right. and that around. And I'm like, God, I love the holidays, but I also look forward to getting past the holidays sometimes because it's so hard to get into any sort of a rhythm. Yeah, it's incredibly busy. And I I keep reminding myself, uh, you know, you had posted on our account a couple weeks ago about how people need to have grace for themselves when they move from recovery to race training. And I've thought about that post nonstop for the past week because I've had multiple times where it's like, man, I really need to be doing more right now. But no, Adam, you're actually in a good spot. And this time isn't the time yet to be solidly locked into six days a week running. It's okay if you don't get everything done because you've built a solid base and you're fine uh, because there's just so much to do. And then you don't want your entire day to be getting ready for all these things or running. You have to just be able to right. do what you did yesterday and just sit down and be like, you know what? I'm going to drink tonight. I'm going to do nothing else. Right. 
Well, and you put you end up putting this like pressure on yourself too. Yes. Like you start to get to that, you know, we, we always talk about the difference between want to or get to and have to. Mm-hmm. And you start it starts becoming have to. Now, there is some of that in the in the coke machine rocking. There is yeah. some have to. I mean, yeah. it, I mean there's some of that in the grind of training. And my oh. wife is the real MVP right here. She does I'll be, I'm going to walk over here. She brought my coffee pot up. <laughs> that, that is ex- excellent producing. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> I, I was, can I, was I open at... a present tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she's getting hooked up. Yeah. It's that rust out running money. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I wasn't paying attention to where I was going, and I had my stationary bike that I need to just sell because I never fucking use it. Right. Um, and I wasn't I wasn't watching where I was going. Well, and it looks like you said your apartment looks like a bomb went off. Mine yeah. looks like um, the North Pole. Uh, my office does. Yeah. Um, like the North Pole after a bender of hookers and blow. Because um, it's just wrapping paper and bows everywhere. And it's like shreds of stuff. Um, what would the hookers be doing with the wrapping paper and bows? Well, they're in the North Pole with a bunch of elves, dude. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know what elves do... <laughs> They're snorting marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, so I wasn't watching where I was going, and I hit my coffee on my uh, that my wife brought up to me, and I, I hit it on the arm of my stationary bike and spilled coffee everywhere. Uh, whatever. No, you know, she talking, can't open a Christmas present tonight. Got to wait. Got to wait, Brittany. Um, you know, talking about the business this is one of the the many reasons why I love the community that we're in and the people that we connect with. Uh, I went and saw Tim Pavlak a couple weeks ago for my kind of like pre-race training tune-up. I hadn't seen him since, I guess, August. And he was asking me how business was going. And I, I you know, just laid out like, hey, we're very happy with the systems we put in place. And now it's about growing things. And, um, you know, we're not even a year into doing this. This is, we're only about, what, right. six months into this? And, um, so not very busy right now, are you? And I went, no, like, you know, everybody's done training right now. Nobody wants to run really anything hard in the spring except Erica. And that's because she's running Tokyo. Um, he said, you know, man, he goes, I'm not busy right now either. He goes, if you're not busy, I'm not busy because if nobody's training, nobody's coming to see me. And I said, I guarantee you, he goes, I'll know when you're getting busy because it's going to be two months before I start getting busy. And, and obviously he's much more established than we are. But he was just kind of talking right. through the whole, like, when he started, he had to make the jump. You know, I told him, you and I, what, what's nice about you and I is we have jobs where if things start to pick up, but it's not to the point where we can fully leave our jobs, you and I both have jobs where we have the flexibility to start backing off when that time comes. And he was talking about how he really didn't have that. He basically had to make this jump. You know, he had a job. The goal was to make, you know, money. He didn't have kids at the time. And he's like, and I, I realized I wanted to do this. He said, I just had to take that leap. He's like, so you guys are super lucky that you're in a position to do that. And uh, then we were just discussing the, the whole concept of like, man, there's just so much that 
you don't know that you don't know. And you just start throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. And I see how successful Tim is now. And we've had him and his brother on this podcast. It's what connected me to him. And when you hear people that are doing this or something similar to this in this space go, yeah, man, I've been there. It's like, okay, we're six months in. We're not where we necessarily want to be. We want to get more clients. We want to have a bigger clientele. But um, there's also that a lot of a lot of like, yeah, I've been there, too. You realize like, okay, we're, we're going to get there. We have a good product. We're very happy and our clients are very happy with what we've done. But it is, it is weird. It's, it's like you and I at times have talked about this throughout the year. It's like, holy shit, we started a business. That's a big thing to do. And then it's like, oh, shoot, how do we get to far distant thing that we see down the road that we want to get to? that we're trying to build to get to it. I mean, it's, it's awesome that like we and like have experienced marathon running and coaching people to PRs and marathons. Cause it's the same freaking thing. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're not going to hit it on your first cycle. You're not going to nope. set your lifetime PR on your first cycle. Yep. You know, probably not your second one or your third one. It's going to take lots of trial error, mishaps, miscues, and uh, you know, uh, just trial over and over and over again. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's going to be good seasons and bad, you know, even when I'm sure there's going to be times, you know, we, we, you know, assuming we do get this to a point where we, you know, we're working part time or, you know, this is a full time gig um, where there's going to be seasons where it's like, oh, man, not a lot of people this time around. What do we got to do to fix it? Yeah. Um, You know, I I even see like Rachel Lehman is finding new ways at Run Well, Be Well to. Yeah. Um, bring on athletes like you're always having to be creative in how you're bringing on athletes um and, and people are sick of running marathons in the spring that has become an overwhelming yes. um yes. conversation i've had with a lot of people so i'm you know i'm trying to keep that in mind as we you know go into this um this spring that we're uh, spring 2023 is people are sick of training for full marathons in the spring you know? yeah unless it's boston but people aren't even like oh, i'm gonna go to houston they we don't want to train through what's outside right now um and so and, yeah know, it's it, that's just an interesting dynamic something else that you know is kind of a a, a moving piece in the puzzle of where yeah. running is kind of at right now and that's really interesting because you and i for the longest time we both ran big spring races like we trained for spring fulls or even if we were doing spring halves like they were typically races we were super motivated to run and we trained hard for them and yeah that's something i've seen just in the last couple of years is people going i i don't want to do this and i do wonder if we get a milder winter if you'll see people change tune on that maybe next year i think a lot of what's going on with the runners we know is that last winter sucked last winter i mean I still think about my training for Pittsburgh. I didn't get to run a week the way that I wanted to run it because of the constantly shifting weather. I don't think I got to do it until late March and the race was May 1st. So I had maybe six weeks of training that looked like what I wanted training to look like. Well, I think it's also though, it's not just the training itself that sucks. It's the, you really, your, your race day weather is a crapshoot. It is. Uh, I mean, and, and the, this, the spectrum is broad. Like, you know, if you're doing Columbus, it's you're going to have a at least very raceable weather. Yeah. Um, you're 
the odds of you having a hot day or a miserably cold, snowy, windy day are pretty low. You're going to be in that, you know, 30 to 60 degree race temp. Um, You might have some wind, but overall, and it's probably not going to be wet. (laughs) It just doesn't, it's not a time of year that we have a lot of moisture. Mm -hmm. So you kind of know what you're getting in the fall. The spring, you have no fucking clue. No. You just don't. And so to put in any consistent block of marathon training, unless you're Matt fucking Martin, who um, <laughs> just <laughs> churns it so, out, baby. <laughs> we're, we're talking in our group. He was there. There were some people trying to get um, some long miles in today when when they asked. I just posted a they, they were like uh, 8 a.m. I just posted the AccuWeather forecast for 8 a.m. And I was like, <laughs> hard pass. Um, it, but everybody wanted to do like eight miles. Matt's like, I'm doing 18 to 20. And I'm like, why? And, and then he's like, yeah, the fire is lit again. And I'm like, when did, when was the fire not? Not. Lit? Like, I, it, yeah, I don't know. Is he doing Boston? <laughs> Uh, I think so. I mean, because he he obviously qualified, so yeah, I yeah, I, I think he is. Um, I know I I haven't talked to him in a while because we haven't gone to the track together. So. Right. Just this group text of seeing him want to do, and and he's still in training mode, and I'm just drinking bottles of wine on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that, buddy. There's a season for everything. I was just going to say, there is a season for everything, and you are enjoying yours right now. I, 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 I say that a lot. I, I do. And I, I believe it to be true. Um, but it is. Yeah. So 2022, it's been a long time since we talked about yours. Um, yeah. You know, running running wise. Um, yeah. You know, we, we talked about mine a lot. But just like overall, like what are some, some of your thoughts, non-business related? Uh, about 2022 and what what you what you experienced well you know it was funny when you were talking about when you think back on columbus you know you look through the pictures and you you think about moments from that race and two months later they bring a smile to your face and it was probably you posting the video i believe that i probably took of you towards the end of the race and you were saying like right now i'm living here you had just posted that again up on your story Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago that got me jogging back to when you and I are flipped and I was coming down that similar sort of stretch mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh and you were the one shouting at me. And, um, I, I still very much live there. Uh, just thinking about the end of that race and, and what that race meant, like what I had accomplished there and what it meant I was probably going to be able to do. And, you know, there's still moments where I can very much picture myself crossing that finish line and just the enormity of everything hitting me and the, the, (laughs) I've got the picture over my shoulder here, you know, the me smiling while I've also been crying like just seconds before I'll think about that. And I'll still kind of, I'll still every once in a while, just be driven to tears thinking about that. Cause it was just such, it was such an amazing moment that had just years and years and years building up to it. And, you know, when I think about this year for both of us, this year for both of us was this culmination of really work that was laid down last year, um, almost like a recycling that came out of 2020. And it's funny that like 2020 feels like five years ago now, but so much, so much good kind of came out of that 
for our running, even though it was a very negative thing at the time. And seeing it come to fruition for both of us is what I think about when I look at this year. Like so much groundwork was laid in just getting back to running and the weird kind of like reintroduction to racing last year. And seeing it finally play out for both of us is what I really, it's what I think about. Like a lot of work and grinding through some tough times and handling a lot of uncertainty enabled payouts for both of us. And that's just such a cool thing to think about that we've, we've got to experience that in our two big races. Um, I think the other thing that I think about, and we talked about this, I think we talked about this when we had Mark Freeman on, I guess like 18 months ago. And we had talked about how I had this worry with, with wanting to get into the Boston marathon that there was almost going to be this, well, I got there. What do I do now? Cause that had been the first big goal that I ever set for myself as a runner. And part of what happened with COVID when I took a break from running was I got back to this just idea of like, you know what? It's just so much fun to show up and experience that day's run. Like my runs have a goal and they have a purpose, but I have just enjoyed for the last two years, just the act of showing up and getting in whatever I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to get in that day. And I still had the goal that I was pushing for, but it maybe wasn't the end all be all of my running experience anymore. And having gotten through that now, my, my love of running is it's not dissipated at all. As I was worried might happen, it's increased. Like, yes, I've reached this really big goal. And yes, I'm training for this race that I've wanted to get into now for 12 years. But I know that once I get through that race, it isn't gonna be like, well, I did that. I'm good. What's next? It, I truly just love being a runner and running again. And that's something that's changed for me in the last two years. And to finally be on the back end of that and go like, oh no, like I'm very much still a runner and I very much still love this. And I still want to be pushing myself, maybe not in quite the same way as I was. Like I got through Pittsburgh and I immediately tried to go out and train for Akron. And I had that moment of clarity when I was training for Akron and just thinking like, I don't want to be doing this right now. Not that I don't want to be doing it period, but you talk about there's a season for everything. For me, that was a season of, dude, just back off. Like, you have nothing to prove here. But also, as much as you love challenging yourself, you don't necessarily always have to be going to the well to challenge yourself the way that you used to. It was always spring race, fall race, spring race, fall race for me. And having that moment of clarity this year after meeting that big goal of, you still want to be pushing hard for these races, but maybe it's going to be more spread out for you now. Uh it was nice to finally, it, I think I told you on the podcast earlier this year when I had that moment, it was like, oh, you're getting a little bit older and wiser now. Because younger me would have been like, ignore that, just grind through and push because it's what you've always done. And it kind of, it laid out for me what my running is going to look like post Boston. I'm still going to want to challenge myself with some big races, but I'm also going to be very comfortable with just going into more of like a not necessarily downtime, but not really like a, a fully locked in training mode anymore, going to local races and just lacing up for a 5k or a 10k and having fun running the guardian mile, doing more, just doing more like sociable things. Um, you know, I'm looking at a possible opportunity with my employment sometime early next year that would flip my schedule that would allow me to finally like be a social runner. I might not be working in the evenings anymore. And if that happens, like I, I see how much your group means to you and the, the possibility of being able to do something like that all these years later in my running is something that's really, really motivating for me too, because I haven't had that aspect of my training. I've been a solo runner because I've for 15 years outside of teaching and 
even when I was teaching, it wasn't like I had free time. I've largely worked when everybody's out playing and vice versa. So it's nice to get through 2022 having met that really big goal of mine. And it's still an emotional moment for me to think about. And I still pinch myself at least once a week and go, I'm running the fucking Boston Marathon next year. Um, but it's also nice to see like how my running is going to shift as I'm getting older and that I'm not depressed by that, but I'm more motivated by that than ever to see that I can, I can see a sustainable way for me to keep pushing myself and enjoying this while also giving myself breathing room in between. And then thinking about just how I can incorporate more social aspects into my running. Cause I, I feel myself needing that after COVID. Like it's been this weird sort of like, we went through the weird reopening last year. And then it's like almost like this reintegration to all those things that we couldn't do for, we didn't feel we could do for two years. And now I'm thinking about how do I get more of that? And seeing you with your running group, I go, man. Well, yeah, we both experienced it more. Like, I mean, even, even if it's like a a, a couple people here and there. Yeah. um, But, you know, being at Columbus and, yeah, I mean, for you being at Akron and seeing JP finish, yeah, and you know, <laughs> starting to turn to twenty twenty three here, we might be joining a uh, little relay team uh, at Eagle Up with JP yeah. and, and a cast of others. <clears throat> we're gonna we're we're looking into what the course record is right now. I did uh, see that. Yeah, it's when, funny because when, <laughs> when I say we, Matt Martin is the one looking. Yeah, in, yeah. Matt, which Matt is very of course, is the one looking. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. It's funny. Cause I, other than Matt and you and JP, I don't really know the other four and I'm just waiting for the appropriate time. Usually like the group text is going off when I'm at work and I read those texts much, much later, but I'm waiting for the appropriate time. Cause I really don't know half the group to just drop in. Um, a Michael Scott. I love inside jokes. I've always wanted to be a part of one and I'm just <laughs> waiting for the right time to do that. <laughs> And nobody has, only me and Matt have your, well, JP probably has your numbers saved. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's that's, this? Uh, that's... <laughs> In the other half yeah, of Rust Belt running. It's going to be, uh, yeah, I don't know everybody, but I, I do know, I do know most of them. Um, yeah. That's going to be a, that's going to be a fun, fun thing to, you know, I, but I think it's, it's the same, in the same vein, like different things that I want to experience as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and some of it I did. Yeah. I got to experience this year. I, cause I mean, Columbus going down there, uh, and, you know, going out to dinner the night before with, you know, a group of like 20 people. Yeah. Like to like that. And, and it's people I trained with, like we yeah. were there and I love that we went out the night before and then I did stuff with my family after the race, because the night before it was like, all right, here we go. There's no result to be happy or sad about right now. We're just here to celebrate the training that we did together, you know? So it's like, we, yeah, we're, we're celebrating the work it took to get us here. That's what we're doing right now. And, uh, you know, then we got to see each other after the race and that was really special. Um, but yeah, to have that community, um, cause you know, I'm, I'm still a solo runner by and large. I, I would, I would prefer yeah. to go out by myself, um, as opposed to running in a group, but to have, you know, those track nights to occasionally do long runs with one or two other people. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, just think getting to share, um, you know, the, the pain with others is, uh, is, is a really good, um, 
it's it's just really fulfilling i guess i'm not sure of the uh the appropriate words to use for it it um, feels right but yeah it, it kind of yeah i think fulfilling's right like it, it it gave me something that i didn't know i was missing yeah um three years of solo running but i still don't want to run in a big group of people <laughs> it's just except on race day it's just not my thing <laughs> but to have a small <laughs> tight-knit group um an intimate group is is what i is what i enjoy it's funny because I think back to when you and I got together um, for Global Running Day last year, and that was a big group of people. And you and I were like, oh, this is very different from what we do. Like, this is a cool event. And that was still very much like that was that kind of like, oh, uh, is it safe to do some of these things like that? I, you and I looked at each other that day. And I think right. you said, like, this is the biggest group of people I've been around in 18 months. Um, but I do remember you and I kind of having that feeling of like, oh, like this isn't group running. This is like massive group running. It is not at all what you and I do. Yeah. And then I got kind of pared down to you and me and Matt and Nicole Guerrero, David, and maybe like two others. No, I think it was just the four of us. And that was perfect. See, like that's a cool it size been, group yeah. to me. Yeah. That, that I'll yeah. do. Did I tell you about when I went run, uh, run exploring with Nate Perez? It was my fourth. I think so. Mile. I remember. I feel like I remember you posting the video of that, and you were like, "Yeah, we were gonna do this," and then we kind of like just went around off the towpath and explored a little bit. Wasn't that around Canal Fulton? Maybe. Yeah, we. He he had said uh, he was like, "I'm I'm sick of the towpath," and he thought he was going to offend okay. me because people get like, people get real defensive about the towpath, <laughs> and. Uh, and I, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't care where we run. So we, we met at right. uh, St. Helena and uh, we just started running on the roads of Canal Fulton and we just ran around. And then we, um, we decided to run a road that is the start of Haunted Forest instead of getting okay. back on the towpath. Because again, Nate was just like, I just don't want to get on the towpath unless we have to. And then we wound yeah. up just running around Lawrence Township on country ass roads, um, yeah. and uh, it was so much fun. <laughs> like, and to to have somebody that I can do that with, and any time that I'm working and I'm driving like from Akron to Worcester or something, mm-hmm. I'm in like those types of roads. I'm always looking around. And I'm like, is there a place we could meet and park and go run on these long ass country roads? Yeah. Um, like, yeah, to have to even have like friends that you kind of assign, like that's their task with me. Like Nate is my <laughs> my um, track and run exploring buddy. Um, like that's that's fun. That's, that's I really fun. I love doing that because I would imagine. I mean, your training is going to be very much like mine in that you've got specific places you go for specific workouts um either because you know that it's safe to go do them there or like if i want to do intervals it's like i know that this is a mile long stretch and it's exactly what i need to do but it's just fun every once in a while to forget about that and just say you know i'm gonna park here and i'm gonna go run but i'm gonna like run off the path and just see where it takes me uh i had experience like that not too long ago in bedford i wanted to do this winding hilly run in bedford and it was right after we had a bunch of high wind up here so the road was closed i think a tree had come down along it and I didn't want to double back and then run on a flat stretch of the hike and bike trail. So there was this offshoot road that I had never been down. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to run down there and see where it takes me. 
it took me down a steep ass hill. Like it was like 300 feet of elevation loss within about a half a mile, which wasn't fun to come up at the end of. Um, but it took me through areas in the Calgo Valley I had never been down before. And just gorgeous wide open roads, gorgeous wide open scenery. And it was just so much fun to be out there on a place where I didn't really know where I was, didn't really know where it was going to take me. And then, of course, you got to remember, like, okay, I've got to make sure that I recognize things when I double back or else I'm going to end up doing 20 miles instead of the 14 that I want to. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I love that, just completely, like, almost unhooking and just ex- experiencing something completely new. Um, it was funny. You were talking about the towpath and how people get really upset about the towpath. I feel like there is a the, – the towpath goes to the same sort of seasonality that – we deal with when it comes to like weather when you get through the winter people crave the towpath because oh, yeah. it's all of the crushed gravel areas is so sloppy you can't run on it unless it's frozen solid during the winter and then finally spring hits and the rains go away and you can get on it through the summer and then about three months into it you're like man i've been running the same stretch of towpath for three or four months i need something different now please yeah. anything unless you can find ways to spice it up yeah, it get, it's yeah. really bad down here. Um, it's really bad down here. Uh, yeah, it's a little well, more varied by where I'm at. Well, you, you uh, we, we need to start talking about next year, and you brought up a great way for me to transition to it. You were talking about where I'm wor- like, you know, focused on where I'm running because of, you know, specific workouts. Well, one thing I will not have to do uh, next year, I'm not going to have to run a whole lot of hills. Um, no. Because... Uh, there's not a whole lot of elevation gain in uh, in my plans. Nope. <laughs> nope. And I uh, I'm pretty damn excited. So it's uh, it's December. Uh, this is gonna be our last episode of the year, um, and so we're gonna look towards 2023 a little bit. Um, yeah. And yeah, I you know I'm I'm rocking the I'm rocking the pop machine back and forth trying to get back to running. Um, there's no uh, no spring full, but the the plan for the moment, and I, I think it's you know I'm I'm still well on my way because I'm still running well when I'm running. Um, yeah, I'm just not putting on a ton. Uh, is uh, Glass City half? Um, okay, I, I want to get back there. At some point, I'll go back and run the full because I was never able to get that payoff in 2020. But um, that is the next spring race I'll run, regardless, because I. I have business I want to um, want to attend to there. I'm still conclude successfully. Yes, I want to conclude some business successfully there, and then I want to go run a half marathon. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I, I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna try to set a big PR because uh, similar to how I didn't think my three seventeen. Um, I think I talked about this maybe the last episode or um, the one before that, I didn't think 317 matched my skill level as a runner. I don't think mm-hmm. 130 or 129 does either. I think I can, no. I think I can bring that down uh, a pretty good amount if, if I'm focused on that distance. Um, so that's, that's going to be the plan for the spring. Um, and partly because I I mean, I, again, I'll never do a spring full because I do not want to think about running 20 milers. I'm not looking forward to it or figuring out like, I mean, part of what I hate is like, I, like, I don't know what I'm running when, like, 
until because I have to look at the weather. Yeah. <laughs> like, is this going to be a gym? Is Wednesday going to be a gym day or am I going to run outside? Because that dictates what today is going to be. Yeah. It's like that sucks. So I so I don't. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to put in some. Put in some good work and get myself to the uh, to the start line of Glass City healthy. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a flat race. It's going to be my fir- first flat race of the year. Um, not going to be my last. My second flat race of the year will be uh, Eagle Up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's going to be fun. So, yeah, we're going to do the uh, eight-person relay, you, me, Matt Martin, Nate Perez, and JP, one of our athletes, and a cast of others. Um, and we're going we're gonna to go take down a course record, we hope. Um, the wolf pack will be called. Um, is that what we decided on? Uh, you don't have a choice, but I'm going to make a logo that's going to look like this. I, I, I just, I know that some other, <laughs> I know that another name was floated, so I wasn't sure what was no, the actual. No, it's, it, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the wolf pack because okay. uh, that, that came up on a long run that I did with some of those guys. Right. And, um, and it just stuck. So, um, yeah, still, still not a whole lot of elevation gain. So, what's your spring? What, what you got? You got a, you got some elevation in the spring, don't you? Oh God, I can't get away from these damn hilly marathons. Uh, yeah, a uh, little bit of elevation loss and gain at the uh, Boston Marathon. Uh, it's it's funny. I've always focused so much on doing uphills, and I I read up on Boston, and I keep hearing like, no, you really got to focus on learning how to run downhill because mm-hmm. the first seven miles are all downhill. So. I've been plotting out some workouts to, to really get better at doing that. Cause I, I'm a, probably a better uphill runner than I am downhill. Um, I too am not looking forward to training for a, a, another marathon in the spring. Cause it's, it's exactly what you talked about. It's the whole, like, what's this week look like? And am I going to be able to get the runs in that I want to get in? Not every winter has been like that, but some winters are, and it gets really frustrating to try to keep your training going when you're constantly yeah. juggling your, your running lineup around. Uh, eagle up with you afterwards. Uh, after that, nothing set in stone. I think I'm going to run the Outer Banks Marathon next fall. Um, my mom has wanted to run a half marathon forever. Yeah. And can't... She doesn't want to just like run one to run one. I think for her, she wants it to be in a special place that's going to like motivate her to do it. Right. So we've been vacationing the Outer Banks for like 20-some years as a family, and she kind of decided that she wants to do that. So what's nice about that is it's a really long layoff between Boston and the Outer Banks Marathon. It's like seven months. So it gives me that summer next year to, to do what I talked about earlier, of just like not really necessarily be hooked into running, be running, be base building, maintenance training, whatever you want to call it, run some local races. And then sometime in, I don't know, September, I can start to really lock in. And that'll be nice because I'll get to train through fall and I never get to do that. So yeah. I think that's that's those are the three big races that I've got set in stone right now, and we'll we'll see what else comes around. But three God, big I can't races. wait for Boston. Three big races, and I oh, I can't wait for spring. And then with spring, I'm just Eric and I keep having this conversation. You just don't know otherwise what you're going to get in Boston in April. Yeah, <laughs> dreading I, that. I hope it's decent because I'm going to be I on too. a I'm going to be on a bike with uh with erica's husband niles 
riding around. We did. Yeah. We're not getting a tandem. I really. He said. No. I heard. He said. I heard it was vetoed. <laughs> he's like, it's so much harder than riding a normal bike. <laughs> I was like, it is. I was like, for you, maybe not for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna. She just got an electric bike, so I'm, I'm gonna yeah, try I saw to that. Use that. It's like her fifth. Just bike uh, in general, I think. She oh, owns a yeah. ton of bikes, I think. They have, yeah, they have a bajillion. I'm like, yeah. Wow. I mean, they need to do like an Airbnb for bikes for the yeah. race week. Like, um, but yeah, because they, I mean, dude, they're, they are going to be really fun to stay with. I mean, I get to stay in their teeny tiny apartment that I think is the size of my office. Um, yeah. That she's, somehow she's been painting for like three weeks. And they, it has like six walls in that house. I don't longer know. than that. <laughs> she was painting before. She was painting before London, which is why that's where she was like, you know, I think the painting is what jacked up my back at the end of training. I'm like, oh, so let's not have that be a thing again. It's like, but I've got more painting to do. I'm like, no, she we're training for Tokyo. Painting. I know. Yeah, whatever. Um, Erica, this is your coach telling you to stop painting. Yeah. Uh, this is where we find out if she still listens. Um, yep. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, but I'm really excited to spend uh, spend a few days with them, and uh, we gotta, oh, we gotta keep our eyes peeled on uh, Red Sox tickets. Yes, yes, we do. Angels that weekend, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do. Ooh, and if they don't sell, if they don't trade Otani, ooh, that could be a lot of fun. That could be a lot of fun. Oh, baseball games pitches. where you don't do you want, care about do, who's it, playing. Oh, yeah. Okay. If we go, do you want Otani to pitch or hit? Probably pitch. What do you think? I don't know. That's the thing about him is he's that dynamic. Was a really tough way. question. Yeah, I know. Right. That's that's the thing. Like, there's some two way players that would maybe be like a really good pitcher and be a two fifty hitter, and it's like, oh well, they don't really do much. But Otani is legit at both. Right. I think I'm gonna I'm, say yeah. I'd rather I'd rather watch him field and hit just just to be okay. different. But wait, no, he hits when he pitches, doesn't he? Don't do they DH somewhere else? I can't remember. I think he. That's a good question. Um, I'd have to look. Um, I don't watch a lot of Angels games. Um, Nobody does. But, that's the problem. They're on right. the West Coast. Yeah, with probably two of the top five players in the league who never get marketed. Yeah, because they play but on the, the West Coast. Like, if Mike Trout well, played for the some, Yankees. And, some, and somehow they're terrible. That's what I don't understand. Yes. Like, I mean, yes. that they just cannot put anybody around that top-tier talent. I mean, I, I don't... Have you ever seen the... the? It's it's a tweet that goes around every now and then. It's, it's something to the effect of, like, Mike Trout went three for four with three home runs, and Shohei Otani had a pitching line that hasn't been seen since the days of Tungsten Arm Williams in the 1930s, and the Angels lost 8-3. to three. And there are at least <laughs> five games that occur during the year where, like, that exact scenario plays out. Those two right. do something incredible, and it's like, and the final score was Oakland 10, Angels 3. <laughs> right, yeah, it's it's so bizarre. They just yeah. cannot seem to get it together. Um, and, I mean, I think they would be like, where, why are we, ta- why are we talking about Angels baseball? <laughs> We're not even talking about our teams. Right. We have two teams that I root for we can talk about. And we're talking about the fucking Angels. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're doing more to market the Angels than the Major League Baseball's doing. <laughs> like, we have done we have done a better service to Mike Trout and Shohei Otani than uh, oh my. Goodness. Well, I mean, we're better people when it comes to baseball than the commissioner is, so that's not surprising. <laughs> that's fair. Manfred's that's fair. a He's joke. A fucking idiot. Um. All right. Uh, what was I saying? So that had to do with we were talking about. So we were talking about Boston. We we need to look at Red Sox tickets. Look at Red uh, Sox tickets. We really want to do that. Um, So I'm going to Boston to see you. And uh, I'm running Chicago in the fall. And you're coming to Chicago to see see me. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's really that's not the only race I'm doing in the fall, though. No, you're. No, you've got no. yourself a fall plan buddy like i went for low key in the fall like space it way out we'll get to training for it eventually and you're like <laughs> you're like let's go go big or go home baby what are you doing andrew so yeah after glass city i'm gonna i'm gonna keep the elevation gain to a minimum and uh i'm Smart. gonna start you know eagle up is probably gonna kind of be the beginning of training for okay. erie the erie marathon in uh september uh so again no elevation gain i i know i'm on the cusp of that coveted uh boston qualifier and um i want to take a chance at 2024 and run a run a last chance qualifier at erie and just i guess see what happens um yeah i know i i know that you said you ran pittsburgh because you didn't want to just time trial a marathon um, yeah but that's kind of what I guess I want to do. And, uh, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a place where I'm, you know, you were talking about just, you know, the love of running and I've had that and I, and I still do. And I think as long as I maintain that love of running, I don't mind being in a place where I go and just try to run a stupid, flat, boring marathon yeah. <laughs> to, to see if I can, I can hit a time. Um, there, there's some friends who have agreed to go with me and maybe pace, uh, so that, that could come up very clutch and, you know, make it a lot more fun. Cause I guess that race is really fucking boring. Um, yeah, it's just loops in, in a park. Yeah. So it's very scenic there, Presque Isle, but yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to, you know, get kind of crazy, not as crazy as, well, no, it's probably more crazy. Um, but you know, I what I did in 2021 when I ran back to back to back halves. I'm uh, I'm gonna do Erie, and then I have five weeks before Chicago, which I think is enough time. I've really thought about what I can kind of do as far as trying to recover from Erie, try to get a little bit of work to you know keep myself peaked as much as possible, and then recover mm-hmm. again um, yeah. and taper before Chicago. Um, and then you know, I mean, after Chicago. <laughs> It'll be, you know, time to rest for a week and then run Columbus full after that. You're not going to be able to move at the end of that. That's fine. I'm going on vacation the next week. So we're going back to the Caribbean. Um, They're just going to have to carry you around like weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, it's going to be awful. Um, Yeah, man. It's like when I do... I mean, I want to go out. I think I can race Chicago. Um, I think I, yeah. I think I will be able to do that, um, especially with like the energy from the crowd. Now, the last 10K, 
um, might be, it might be hard to really be in a position where I can run that like I did at Columbus. It might be a little more difficult. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens at Erie. Um, cause like, I'm not going to be a hundred percent recovered. Like I would, like I hopefully would be going into Erie. Um, right. But it's a, it's a long enough distance where I think I can race two fulls and I would love to make Columbus 2022, my third fastest full. I think that would be pretty badass if I could run back to back Boston qualifiers. Yeah, that would be. Um, but and I think, I mean, and I think it's absolutely doable there. It's, it's like anything involving a marathon. There's going to have to be some, some solid luck along the way in terms right. of, <clears throat> being able to keep the training going and, and weather. Right. Having, having people there to pace you at area is going to be clutch people who, who've done it and people who have hit that pace. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is, this is kind of what I was talking about earlier when I said that I feel like there's a lot of, we started to see payoff this year for, for things that have been done in the last couple of years. I still think about when you told me that you were, a smoker and that you were quitting smoking last year and how so much of last year for you was like, I don't really know what my running is going to look like. Cause I've never done this, not being a smoker. And it was almost like this whole exploration period of like, I'm doing this, but I don't know what my body's going to be like. And this year was where you really locked in like, Oh, yeah. this is what I can do. And you did it despite having, you know, to interrupt your training because of the tonsillectomy. Now you get to put together, you know, knock on wood, but you get to put together a year where, you know, a tonsillectomy is not going to interrupt your training. And then, um, you know, if you can just put together like a solid nine months of just solid volume, like you'll be right. there. You've, you've, you've come so far from where you were last June. You'll be there. Yeah. Build the fast base in the spring training for yeah. half and then, yeah. you know, start, start adding the mileage on. I mean, it's probably going to be an almost identical training to what I did, uh, um, leading up to Columbus this year, you know, finding mm -hmm. maybe little gains of mileage here and there, you know, um, yeah. you know, trying to tack on a couple extra miles a week, but literally a couple, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go crazier. Maybe instead of an easy 10 on Mondays, I do an easy 11, you know, it, it's sometimes that's all you're looking for is because I mean, that shit adds up. <laughs> I was just going to say it adds up like uh, over a, you know, 12, 13, 14 weeks. If you get, you know, three extra miles in each week, that's an extra week of training right there yeah. that you just got. Um, and, and I, I, I think sometimes that, you know, as coaches, I don't want people to chase those miles, <laughs> you know, like if they couldn't get it in for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I personally, uh, like, I don't typically want our athletes to try to add them on to another workout. Um, right. There was, there was a reason those miles didn't happen. I don't want them to happen. Um, but you know, when we're looking at gains, um, you know, sometimes you got to look at those small ones. Like what can I fit in with my schedule, with my desire? Right. I mean, I don't want to be a six day a week runner. You do. I don't yeah. want to do that. So if I can find an extra, if I can find that sixth day by adding on a couple miles here and there, sweet, but that's where it's going to have to be. It's not going to happen by adding an extra day. I'm just, I'm not going to do it. Um, and, you know, that's why it's so important to know ourselves. Like you've, you've churned out a 306 running five, 
days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, there's no reason to think you've got to reinvent the wheel to do more. Right. Um, and you've done that with massive interruptions. So that's where if you're just able to consistently get it in, like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. With my training, I haven't reinvented the wheel at all over the last couple of years. I, I did add some mileage on, um, but I was very mindful of the idea that I, I forget which coach said it, but there was a coach, I think it was Matt Fitzgerald said, listen, like when you're planning out training, if you design your own training, plot out what you think you can do and then lock 10% off immediately, because that is going to, you're going to, when you design that training, you're going to be picturing everything going perfect. I can knock all these things out. And then life gets in the way because we're all amateurs at this. We're not paid runners. We're amateurs. We are fitting this into very chaotic lives that are not built around doing this. We, we build this into everything else that we're doing. So, you know, it's like I've added some mileage on here and there. And I do feel the difference that adding on some of that mileage has gotten me. You know, it's like you said, it's like adding on a couple of extra weeks of training. But I've never reinvented the wheel in anything that I've done getting from where I was training for Columbus in 2018 to training for Pittsburgh earlier this year. It was just small tweaks adding on to a base that was already built into a system that I've followed now for five years. And so when you look at doing the same thing, like you made these huge gains this year, there's no reason to mess with that. Little tweaks here and there, but other than that, like just the consistency is going to be massive for you. Oh yeah. If I can, if I can get a full, if I can, if I can get the full year, if I can be healthy, um, you know, not have any of those disruptions, I'll feel very, very good going into the fall. And, uh, you know, similar to 2021, you know, I can, I can make call like if at Erie, it's like, yeah, no, it ain't today. (laughs) Yeah. I can, I can make that call and back off and, um, you know, I mean, and then it's go for broke at Chicago because Columbus is that the whole thought of that is uh, the only reason I even thought about that was, uh, I, I want to do Columbus every year. I just, yeah, you love I Columbus. Lo- I love being there. Um, yeah. And I, I had texted, I think I texted you and Matt, uh, the week before it might've been during Chicago. I was like, if I run a time that guarantees my entry to Chicago, I'm doing Chicago and Columbus back to back. Yes. And, uh, I remember that, which what a stupid way to reward yourself for running <laughs> a time. But, <clears throat> um, that, that was, I, the, the thought was, yeah, I want to do Chicago. This looks like a whole lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, and, but I, I have to do Columbus. So, and if I'm going to do, I, I mean, register for the full, because why not? I can always peel off at the half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bethany Hanover, um, is she, uh, from physio three, three Oh, she told me that she's going to be, she's going to be trying to save me from injury and she's going to be holding up signs at the split to try to bribe me with beer to get me to peel off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, but I mean, I'm going to go, I, I don't care what the time is. I'm going to run out. I'm going to go out super slow. And if I run a four hour marathon, that is what it is. I'm cool with that. Yeah. That's the goal is just going to be to have fun and celebrate the year. And hopefully that's, hopefully it's a year worth celebrating and is a lot, um, you know, brings a lot more joy than this year did, at least personally this year, this year was rough in a lot of ways. Um, the last two years have been rough in a lot of ways. Um, but, uh, you know, we've, we've made the best of it in our house and 
Um, you know, we get to, you know, celebrate Christmas with people we love and, um, you know, have everything we need. And I'm happy about that. And I'm happy to, uh, to, you know, be able to enjoy that same success, having what we need, uh, in 2023. Yeah. So it's going to be a good year. It is. There's a lot to look forward to. And a lot of questionable decisions made about my race calendar. <laughs> but you know what though? Like it, it's, it. it's funny because you have, you've yo-yoed back and forth so much on how you feel about marathon training. Like there was a point, it was either earlier this year or last year. We were like, you know what, man, I don't, I don't really know that I'm going to do marathons anymore. And, and that's the thing is like, that's fine. Like, you and I were locked into, you and I were kind of like similar runners in that we, we went through that just spring, fall, spring, fall cycle for years. And we've separately arrived at a different place and we've, we've separately arrived at different conclusions to where we're going to. Um, But it's nice because I think a lot of it reflects how our relationship with running has changed in the last couple of years, the success we're having with the running that we're, that we're doing. And, uh, it's nice to see it evolve and it's nice to see it evolve in a way where we're still very much in love with the sport. Right. Like probably as in love with the sport as we've ever been I, just doing it in a different way from what we were used to doing it in. So I think like when I, when I really, I think I've, I'm understanding more what not marathon training looks like to me. Um, yeah. And, and it doesn't mean I'll never run a marathon again. It doesn't mean I'll never put in a block of mileage that would allow me to enjoy a marathon and not, um, uh, you know, feel like I'm at death's door by mile 16. Right. Uh, But it really is about some of the effort miles that I just, I despise. I, I hate tempo runs. I just, I, and I hate running Hills. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So when the time comes and well, I don't have to run Hills this year. (laughs) No, you don't. um, Oh God. I, I gotta, I gotta look, I'm going to, I'm going to combine, I'm going to combine my, um, glass city marathon elevation. (laughs) Um, so elevation gain is 418 feet. Loss is 413 feet. So there's five feet of net gain at glass. Well, it's a loop, so it's going to be that. So should right. we just go with gain? Okay, 418. And write that down. Um, Chicago Marathon elevation gain. Um, 243 feet of total gain. And then Erie Marathon. This is probably like four feet. <laughs> yeah. 250 or less than 250 feet. So there's less than a thousand feet of elevation gain between the three races I'm doing. Boston Marathon elevation. <laughs> I'm looking at Pittsburgh. The gain is 933 feet. <laughs> 891. Like... I'm getting uh, in. I'm getting in one in three races. What you're doing in one. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I mean, what's Columbus? Let's just throw Columbus in there just for shits. 
Columbus Marathon. Oh, my first search is vaccine requirements. Um, good thing I don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about that anymore. No, nope. I mean, still get vaccinated. Still do that. Um, yeah, you should do that. Five hundred thirty-one at Columbus. You said See, it at the time. Columbus is deceptively. It's called flat. It's not flat. It's fast. It's it's, it's fast. Perfect. It's not flat. It's perfect yeah. because you, you you get to continuously um, change muscle sets and yeah. little downhills that you know you can recover on, little uphills that you can recover on. Um, yeah. You just always have to be smart with them and know, all right, don't blast it up here. I'm going to get it right back. Because <laughs> that's the thing with Columbus. You always get your payoff immediately after. You don't go up a hill and then you're, you plateau. You go up a hill to have a downhill immediately right. after. Right. So you, as long as you can understand, you're going to get that payoff on it. But um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run about and through those four races about 1,300 feet of elevation. 1,400. That's so awesome. It's all right. I I don't mind the hills. I'm used to it, and you I are a glutton near... for that punishment. You you love I am. that shit. I really do. Um. And I think like with Pittsburgh, it was tough because Pittsburgh is not the Boston Marathon is is the oldest, most famous race in the world. There is so much information out there on how to run Boston that I can have a plan going into it for each part of the race. I already do. You have Pittsburgh miles of hills in the middle and and that's it. Other than that, it's downhill. Yeah. And it's 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 varying downhill. So the, the the most comprehensive recording i've seen about the course says okay look at the course as basically being four different parts the first four miles are pretty like relatively steep downhill so the the guy who was talking about the coach who was talking about said almost look at it like you're an engine brake like you're going to go down and use your own internal rhythm to kind of hold you back to make sure that you're not going out too hard and then from five to 16 or four to 16 is more like coasting it's steadily downhill but it's not hard downhill so just kind of coast through at race pace. And then, yeah, you hit the five miles of hills. And because it's so long, after, because it's after 16 miles of relatively downhill running, you almost have to quickly switch your gears because your body is like, oh, I can coast through this. And you really have to like hit a power mode right. because it's such a shock to the system after all that downhill running. But then after you hit mile 21, it's downhill again. Right. Which so that's it's just, why somebody like Matt Martin can go destroy it be, and, yes. and say at the end of it, I didn't even know the Newton Hills existed. Fucking bastard. Um, <laughs> like he, I wasn't even like, trying to PR that day. <laughs> sure, Matt. <laughs> God. Because um, he... Uh, the, the, uh, like, he, he's capable of just, you know, yeah. flipping that switch mentally. Like, And he yeah. is a student of what he's doing that day. So yeah, when he's seeing those ding dongs at the beginning of the race talking about, I didn't even train for this and I'm going to run a two forty, and he goes and kicks their ass. Right. Because they're young and stupid and he's a wise dude who knows, all right, this is when those Hills hit. And when they do, it's time to grind. And he like you is a glutton for that punishment. And, um, so that, that's when he was having fun. That that's when, that's when the fun began for him. And, uh, you know, he probably got to the top of 21 and was like, well, it's boring again. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Now I get to him. sprint downhill for the next six miles. <laughs> right. I feel great. Yeah. Um, you're but, you're uh, not wrong. I 
I don't mind that punishment. Um, I like it, you know, and what's going to be different there compared to like, say Pittsburgh is that with Pittsburgh, there's not that kind of coverage of the course. So it's like, I had an elevation chart and I vaguely knew what was coming, but you know, you didn't experience this because of the split, but the second half, it wasn't just that it was Hills. It was that there were so many twists and turns to the second part of that course that you really couldn't see what was coming in front of you. The first part of the course, the, maybe the first six miles, there was a lot of turning, but then there was that really long stretch up the, at the base of Mount Washington, where it was just like three or four miles of essentially straight running. And you could see what was coming in front of you. When we split off and we peeled off from you guys, it wasn't just that the hills were there. It was like, you would turn every half mile. It was like, what fresh new hell is waiting for me? Is it a downhill where I can recover? Is it a steady uphill before the next major climb that's coming? With Boston, it's all right there in front of you. And it's right. such a well-documented course where I can have a pretty significant plan going into it where I can feel like I know what's coming. And yeah, I'm a glutton for punishment. I mean, Living I, near hills helps. I, I, we, all runners, we're all gluttons for some kind of punishment. It's just we which, are. which one do you want? I mean, yeah, I, pick I, I, I say that and then I'm going to run, run you know, three I did, marathons. I, I did three halves back to back to back weekends yes you do. You know one thing i didn't really hit on and i'm going to say this about how badass i am since i quit smoking and then we should probably wrap up because we're we've we've recorded long enough um yeah. my five fastest half marathons have all been in the last year and a half yeah um uh, they, they're all in the same 12 month period, which is crazy. It, it was the three in October, um, Columbus, Cleveland, and Haunted Forest. Those are those were my three fast. Well, Columbus 2021 still my fastest half. Um, and then uh, I did Goodyear and Akron. And it, it astounds me that Akron was like, let's go out and just coast uh, 7.05 so that I could run a. And then I, I had to take a shit at seven and I just ran six twenties the rest of the way. Yeah. Just to catch up. What did you run to Pittsburgh? I was like one thirty five. I was just, okay. I, yeah, I, th- I think it did like one thirty three thirty. Um, I was going to be happy with one thirty five, And then yeah. that last downhill happened and I was able to run like a six Oh two because the last mile was like all downhill. Yeah. Downhill sprint oh. for you. I remember you came out of that just like, okay, I'm ready. I couldn't yeah. remember what you'd run. Yeah. I mean, to do that on like probably about 16, seven, 16 to 20 miles a week, maybe I got a little higher than that. But because, I mean, that was when I was kind of the beginning of the on and off antibiotics and, yeah, um, you know, all that freaking mess. Um, and it's, and it wasn't great weather to train through. Like it was, it was super cold into late March. So right. it wasn't like it was great weather to go out and train yeah. in. But no. So yeah, I was, I, I think I ran one 10 miler. Um, and that was right before I got strep the first time. And that was when I was like, I, I just, I can't catch a break. I had just like gotten over COVID. Um, and then, yeah. Oh, I, that's right. I forgot you had COVID. Because it took me forever to be able to, like, run more than 20 minutes. I remember that now. I had I, forgotten about that. Man. Um, 
Yeah, I, I there's think so much I, packed into these last two years. I got I got COVID at the end of January, and then I think it was it wasn't until the last week of February I was really able to start working out again, and then I got strep mm-hmm. for the first time, and then that cycle began. <laughs> yeah. So and but I was still able to yeah, <laughs> yeah churn it. I was still able to churn out like a one yeah I think it was one thirty three thirty I think and then uh yeah then every then the rest of the year happened but yeah I I went and Goodyear and Akron are my second and third fastest now they overtook Cleveland and Haunted Forest but yeah in in the last um in the last year yeah I've run my five fastest halves at thirty five and thirty six. Um, and now I'm 37 and I'm going to, I'm going to rewrite my PR board. You know, Bruce McIntosh asked us on Instagram once what are, it was, it was 2020. It, it was one of our first okay. episodes. It might've been this episode in 2019 that okay. we recorded, or it might've been yeah. like our first episode in 2020. Bruce McIntosh asked us um, what our goals were for 2020. And mine was to rewrite my entire PR board. That was my goal. And yeah. I didn't get the chance and I was so confident I was going to do it, but I didn't get the chance because we all know what happened. Well, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal is to rewrite that entire PR board at 37. Um, and I'm, I'm confident I can do that. Um, the five finding the five K to do that ad is going to be tough because a Turkey trot is not the right time to no no it's not because i mean that just that just hurts um i mean i did 1930 this year which was 20 seconds off i just but i just couldn't i i tried you just can't snap out of that recovery mode like that right um but yeah i i'm gonna yeah that's that's the that's the goal how about you you got a you got a quick goal like that for 2023 you know i i can pr the marathon again i know that i'm getting close to where prs are probably going to start becoming a thing of the past i don't know when that's going to happen sub three yes sub three i've always wanted to go sub three in a marathon and i i think i would have been able to do it at pittsburgh if the weather had been a little bit better and if i hadn't had the the slight quad strain late in training Mm -hmm. um the, 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 the caveat with Boston is going to be you just don't know what the weather is going to be. Right. It's why spring races suck. Yeah. Um, so I know I'm going to need decent weather there that you just you don't know if you're going to get that in Boston. Um, I, yeah, don't sub three. P- I don't know when PRs are going away for us, dude. I really don't. I, we're, no, we're, no we're I mean, you're not wrong. I, 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 yes. I think, I think the, the, the thought of you running sub three in 2024 fall, like if that's what you decided – hundred percent possible. Well, and I, it's like, if I choose the right course, like mm-hmm. when I, I talked to Tim about this after Pittsburgh, he goes, you would have had the sub three on a different course. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, probably like Pittsburgh kicked my ass. Um, you're not wrong. Like when you talk about rewriting your entire PR board, like you and I are so much wiser than we were just a few years ago. We talked about that with Sam Smith about with our coaching, that one of the reasons you want to hire a coach is so that you don't have to go through the process you and I've had to go through of, learning a lot of things the hard way we've learned those things it just took us a while to learn those things 
um, I can beat my half. Like my half is still like a 126 something. Like I can beat that. I just haven't actually trained for a half in a while. Uh, yeah, sub three at Boston's the goal. Knocking on wood, hoping that the weather's good. But that's what I'm training for. You're a poet. You don't even know it. Yeah. Well, this has been a good year. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see what 2023 holds for you and me individually and what it holds for Rust Belt running as a whole. Um, Yes. We we really look forward to, you know, seeing what happens with – with our athletes, we want to thank everybody for their support over the years. Um, it's, it's been four years and that's wild to me. Crazy. Um, and you know, I, it's also wild to me that, you know, this is the first time that we've really, it's kind of ironic that this was the year we didn't record every week, but we were both, it's the first time that we were both into running coincide. I know. And we were both really doing big things. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think some of that is why we were recording you know, just every other week. Um, yeah. Was because we were, I mean, we were busy. <laughs> we were very busy making things very happen. Busy. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're still, I don't know what our recording schedule is going to be in 2023. We haven't really talked about it. Um, we're going to try to do more, but I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to see what comes. And, uh, I, I appreciate everybody's support. I, I, I know Adam does too. Um, yeah, I do. You can, you can, you can further support us at rustbeltrunning.com. Um, you know, we, we do really appreciate it. We've brought this podcast to you out of our own pocket for uh, the last four years. It's not a whole lot of money, but it does add up. No. And, you know, um, we, we do have some merch that you can buy. Um, if you have ideas for other stuff you would like to see, that maybe you would buy to support us, uh, shoot me a message. Uh, let me know. And, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can make it happen because we, mm-hmm. uh, we want to, you know, allow y'all to, um, show your support for us, um, and also financially support us so that we can, you know, start doing this a little, a little more full bore like we want to. Um, yeah. So, and hopefully 2023 is that year. So to, uh, everybody, uh, we, we want to wish you Merry Christmas. Um, happy holidays. Have a great new year. Go Buckeyes, I guess. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Knock um, on wood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we're not getting into that right now. Adam knows my feelings on it. Um, we'll see what happens. And uh, Cautious optimism. Yep. Uh, yeah, have a, have a great new year. We'll see you guys in 2023. We love y'all. And uh, enjoy those miles, everybody. Peace.